So, uh, hello and welcome. This is round four or video four of the Outside Line podcast, video cast, Facebook cast, whatever you want to call it. So, we're uh, getting ready at the moment for round five, the last round of the series. It's going to be running in conjunction with the, well, the V8s just across on the big track. We're all pretty excited at the moment. You guys all prepped and ready? Yes, I'm not doing anything. I just get in Jack's car on Friday and get chauffeured up to the oh, track. Oh, am I driving? Yeah. Oh, oh, you want me to drive up with my <laughs> leaking injectors and the car possibly catching fire on the way there? Make it exciting. <laughs> no, we did that last round. We had fires last round to and from. <clears throat> yeah, true. Did you actually get home on the Sunday or was it Monday morning? No, it was like 11 o'clock Sunday night when I got home. So that was perfect. Six hour, six hour drive to get home. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, uh, a bit of a, a change of plan, not a change of date, thankfully, because I know a few events have um, had to change their dates, but uh, we're still on the original date that we planned, but there's just going to be a, a big show going on on the main track. So uh, that was all, yeah, it came into effect pretty quickly. I know that the V8 supercars were running out of tracks to hit up for their last couple of rounds. I kind of suspected that uh, it was going to be the bend at some point. They were going to have to go back on their original schedule, and it uh, looks like they have. It happens to fall on uh, our round. Yeah, so um, it is going to be interesting, especially when it comes to like coming and going from the track. And I remember, I think, the first time we um, we dealt with that schmozzle when we did the uh, the demo event, I think it was, and people struggling to get in and out. With the uh, the amount of cars there, thankfully with COVID, I think there's what four thousand, five thousand people limit for the main track, so we're not. Oh, ten. Ten. All right. Well, 10, I don't yeah. even think they got to ten last time, so it's still going to be just as bad. <laughs> yeah, I think they did something about it mm. last time because that was the first, first year one that was they had really issues. Bad, yeah. I think the second one they did a few bits and pieces. I think everyone's got to go that long road. Um, they don't get to go out past the petrol station. Yeah. They've got to go at that roundabout straight. Oh, yeah, I remember doing and that. And then, yeah, to get out. Yeah, yeah, go all the way up there and. Yeah, you pop out. Yeah, so. Where the old Talon's track was. Yeah, I'll get, get to see the still sitting there mm. old Talon's track. So, yeah, it had a bit of effect. I think there was. Um, I don't know how you guys went about hearing about it, but uh, I got. I think it was a message on the one of the groups and. Uh, telling everyone that had booked in the ridges to to give uh, Drifting SA a call so that they could work it out. Yeah. And uh, not long after, Luke Moody messaged me. He's like, I bet it's supercars coming to town. I'm like, nah, probably not. Like, what what's going on there? And then literally clicked off his Facebook message onto Facebook feed and they had about everyone coming to, uh, or rumours about everyone coming to the bend. So I'm like, oh, okay. Luke's on to it. He knows what the hell's going on. Oh, he's got the inside scoop. He is Chaz Mustard. He is. He's <laughs> <laughs> gone over to Holden now. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the first I saw about it was obviously, yeah, the the, uh, the stuff about people um, dealing with the ridges, obviously, because of everyone coming from Queensland with the V8 supercars. they got to kind of keep them away from us just in case with all that, that quarantine and COVID stuff. So... And then um, everyone went, oh, we've got to book Airbnbs right now before everybody else does. So thankfully, we're actually staying in Tail and Bend 
we're one of the lucky ones that we actually got an Airbnb a short drive from the track. So, yeah, well, um, I know every, pretty much everyone in the big four mm. um, got the option of uh, paying a substantial amount more or finding ulterior com- accommodation. So, uh, I don't think they were terribly pleased about that, but I can sort of understand it from their point of view that this they're putting all this money into the event. They need to get the money out. But it would have been nice if they maybe gave them a voucher or something like that if they're going to give them the boot. But, yeah, I think a few people in town have also been booted out of the pub and that sort of thing. So, yeah, certainly an interesting start to uh, something that's normally pretty mundane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually... I'm actually oh, sorry. Hey, um, I'm surprised because um, when me and Ben and that booked our Airbnb was like the night that it was we were sort of given a hint to book elsewhere and I got one straight away for us <clears throat> and then I checked the next days the, the V8s were released and there was nothing like the closest place was like 80k uh, 80k's 18k's away and like Murray Bridge and stuff like that so everything sort of got taken like that but there's been a few people that have had their even their Airbnbs um, like hosts or whatever, hit them up about either paying more or I know someone, I think it was Jake, got moved. Yeah. Or maybe, I, I'm not sure if the people that own his Airbnb owned another one or something, not as good or whatever. Um, and yeah, asked him to, to switch and I was like, Jesus, but I haven't heard anything about ours yet. So hopefully we're all good. Well, I'm in the caravan park and I think it's a whole bunch of old people that run it. So I don't know if they were like, I think now is, may have been the first time that they've actually figured out supercars are coming to town. <laughs> so I'm waiting for that phone call. Yeah. But uh, I, I need to put extra people on. Like, for, I only paid for two, but I'm going to have four there. Yeah. But I'm really hesitant to call because I don't want them to be, like, trying to get extra money out of me. Yeah. No, that'd be right. Just, Just get me. your mates to bring pillows and a blanket and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or we rock up then. Oh, no, we actually, we cancelled. I was supposed to get a confirmation email. That never arrived. <laughs> I assume that was because they're old, but maybe not. Oh, caravan Park. River's Edge? Oh, like the actual, the old Taylor Bend Caravan Park sort of thing. Yeah, it's got those villas on the right-hand side. And Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's had a bit of an effect on the accommodation, but I think also it's going to be interesting how they actually divide the drifting people away from the V8 supercar people. I'm not sure if they're going to build Trump's wall or <laughs> how they're planning on keeping everyone separate. Yeah, because the, the back half of the stadium circuit, you can pretty much just, like, turn around and watch the last corner of the main circuit, can't you? Mm. Yeah. yeah, so who, who knows with that, but... Uh, it'll... There's no fence in between either, so you can just... Oh, you got the... Walk, the... Keep walking yeah, around. Yeah, true, because you got the... Um around the front where we were cutting around last round before the we were allowed in, uh, where we yeah. had to have the, um, right, not right with the pro, the um, drift school teachers parking their cars in. So, yeah, look, you know, let's um, see what happens. Maybe some people are going to oh. just hit up Drifting SA and get themselves a cheap ticket. <laughs> well, I think, I think <laughs> I you need that. GA pass to get in the pit building and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Sure, yeah, I'm sure they've got a plan. I'm just, I'm interested to see how they go about doing it because it's certainly going to be a task. But that yeah, should be good. I know we've got, uh, I asked the question last night and we're going to be able to get to the fuel pumps out there, which is going to make a lot of the drifters quite happy because uh, those E85 pumps out there get quite a bit of use when we're uh, drifting around the stadium track. Yeah. 
Well, that's what someone said that, and I've seen that, uh, like an aerial picture there, and uh, I can't remember who it was now, but they said that <clears throat> it doesn't look like there's much up that end, but come actual race, like race weekend and stuff, um, like I would like to see a picture from, from this weekend to see how busy it was up near those pumps. Um, but when all the trucks and that first rolled in, they back up to the pits, <clears throat> like the, the hotel there and all the trucks back. Yeah. There wasn't much up that end, but yeah, like I said, when, once <clears throat> there's a heap of spectators and stuff like that, like... Yeah, uh, they'll probably just have, like, it, like, off, like, cordoned off with bunting or something. Yeah. Allowing the cars in, because yeah. obviously it's it's a fuel bowser and stuff anyway. You don't really want the general public hanging around fuel pumps and stuff like that, so... Yeah. It, it, it is kind of a way enough that, you know, we can kind of have it to ourselves. Um, unfortunately, losing the skid pan was um, really the biggest effect that the V8s coming to town had on us as an actual, um, as an event. Um, obviously, that means no more drift school and um, no skid pan practice session. So, yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. It's, um, well, it's part and parcel, I guess. At least we get to keep drifting, but uh, the drift school is always really good to have. And uh, quite a lot of fun to teach at too. So mm. it's a bit of a bummer to lose them, but uh, I'm sure they'll be back for next round next year or maybe even some drift schools in between, depending on what gets organised. Yeah, I'd love to see just a gen- like what we did uh, last year with Locktoberfest, having an actual event that's not a competition so yeah. I can go out and drive. Because um, as fun as it, is, as it is commentating and going to jump out in a practice session, obviously... Um, when you're up there and you're not driving all day, you kind of get the itch going, especially when your car's sitting there and you're like, oh, I just want to do some laps. But, um, yeah, so I'd love to see another just general event, like a Matsuri-style event. And um, I definitely want to do some laps on the skid pan because I didn't do it at round four and it looks like a whole heap of fun. Yeah, well, I'm kind of getting keen to do some non-competition events because I've pretty much only done comps for the last year and a bit. Now, so I'm going to have the 180. It's going to be my non-comp car or backup car. So I'm keen to go out and shred a few tyres and that thing and not have to worry about it particularly being ready for any date. I can just go out and thrash and have fun. So maybe Locktoberfest or something like that. I'm not sure if that's still on the cards, but that'd be pretty rad to have uh, another one of those. Yeah, just in general, another, I don't know about a three-day event, but just another event, like a thrash event, will be so much fun. And um, speaking of thrashing... We um, can I can segue that to Quali because uh, we're gonna have thrash thrash sesh Quali session. There we go. That was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, no more single car qualifying. Yay! Yes. Oh, this is something I've wanted for a long time. I hate quali- solo qualifying. It's so boring and it takes up so much time. And evidently, last time I crashed into the wall, which didn't really help mm-hmm. my feelings towards <laughs> it. But uh, yeah, I'm so glad that that's gone. Yeah, we had a couple of ideas thrown around on the, the driver's page there, but I think the thrash session is probably the, the best one. Go out there, give it your all for, I think it's, there's three, through going to be a couple of thrash sessions Yeah. with uh, different people in it, so judges don't have to be keeping an eye on 50 cars or something out there. But, and uh, also just the yeah, traffic be a good time. of 50 cars as well. Like, that doesn't <laughs> help the situation. And, you know, um, I think uh, someone commented on there uh, about their car lasting 20 minutes, more than 20 minutes. I think... Uh, <laughs> we all know who that was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, his tyres necessarily oh, lasting tires? more than two it laps. It could be either. <laughs> little column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> Yeah, you can NASCAR change tyres though. 
I was, I was thinking it's kind of like uh, the V8 supercars and their, their tire strategies. Mm-hmm. You go out there or you, and you make massive impact, and, but you kill your tires in two laps. Or do you go out there and, you know, be nice on the tires, try and still get nice and close and not make as much impact with the smoke, but be out there for the whole session. So maybe there's a little bit of like racing V8 supercar tire strategy to pay a part of it. Possibly. I don't know. Impact for me always seems to stand out. Like the whole thrash thing is, is the same as like jam qualifying and skateboarding or BMX and stuff like that. And it's generally the guys going out there and doing something absolutely mental, not, not doing the whole of whole session doing laps and laps and laps. They go out and do something bonkers and run up on the wall and scrape the wall the whole way around or do something crazy. And then that just, impregnates on people's minds and usually when you start looking at all that stuff that really stands out in in my eyes what do you reckon jack you're going to be uh judging this i'm guessing so uh how are you going to be looking out for the best thrasher yeah like i mean me and a similar um you always yeah i obviously it's a standout thing um it's sort of like the top 10 shootout when we run the qualifying the normal way you end up with your top 10 and it's like a, you know, it's a, it's two laps. I always, I've said numerous times, it should just be one lap. But um, a thrash session is 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 that to an extent. But I think what people should do is also um, is play it smart, as in um, go out and do your sort of do a safe lap or two, um, but then really turn it up. Don't go out there and bin it on your first lap. Um, if you sort of turn the week up a little bit. After your first uh, first lap, and then um, yeah, really put on a show because judging it's going to be a lot a lot harder in one perspective, as in there's twenty people out there at once. But in saying that, it's twenty people there, and then lap after lap after lap. And how I'll be judging it personally is from that group. So say there's there's twenty cars, or whatever in each group. It's out of that twenty cars. I'll, I'll have like a first to twentieth with a with a rough sort of number, right? So that that's how I base the stuff off when I judge it. Is um is getting a few guys and basing. All right, this dude's doing a, a ninety five out of a hundred sort of lap, and then the next guy you can you base your, your score off of that. Um, you you so, grade it on a curve, basically. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's qualifying the usual way with the one car at a time is the hardest thing to judge because you can come out there and. The first guy that comes out can either be the guy who won the last comp, turns it up straight away, and you're like, okay, shit. So you got to base that, you know, that as your as your starting point. But the whole one car qualifying thing sucks. Um, like I said, problem with the jam session is um, so much going on so quickly. Um, but I think as a driver, I'd 100% prefer the the thrashing um, jam session just because you're not necessarily under the pressure of like okay it's now qualifying time if you just go out and do that lap or two and and be really comfortable with the car and then turn it up you know that the judges will be watching you every lap um and say you do four laps they'll they'll get your average of those four laps and and stuff like that um so it gives you that little bit more of an opportunity to to go a bit harder um or turn it up but not be under like the pressure of like a, this is the make it or break it lap sort of thing um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, everyone's different. Um, it's all, yeah. See, I'll see what people, how people do it. If they want to go out and <laughs> throw down straight away, then, and, and kill it, which a heap of drivers can, um, then so be it. And it'll, it'll be interesting to watch. I'll, I'll tell you that. 
<laughs> I might actually mention, um, Ben, it might be worth putting on the backup audio in case I've managed to uh, completely mess up the audio on this one again. <laughs> oh. All right, hold on. Let me let me open open. I'll let you have I'll let you have a think. Um, would you want me to keep talking while it's opening, or just? Uh... Oh, if you want to keep talking, or if you can do yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just... Men, it's, men can generally only do one it's thing, just remember. Carrying so. up. Hang on a minute. Uh, it's not got my, oh, it's got my face in the corner. Done. Well, just to add to what Jack was All saying... Right, we're good. I'm recording. It's, um, <laughs> you, you can't just do one killer lap, because then you're relying on the judges to happen to see your one killer lap, too. Because there's going to be a lot of cars out there. There's probably going to be, you know, more than one bundle of cars on the layout. At a time, yep. so you're relying on all three judges seeing your one fantastic lap to get a good score. So you got to actually put multiple down just in case they didn't happen to be looking at you, or they only saw yeah. half the run, or they saw the bit that wasn't so great and missed the awesome lead up to it. Yep. So yep. yeah, it's a bit. That's of... the hard bit about it. You're gonna, we're gonna have to have freaking eyes everywhere, and it's been alright. We've. Um... With yeah, sort of like the level two judging, and and even with the um, how we run, like obviously the battle battle rounds, um, how you're not necessarily battling to beat someone. So say there is a, a fair gap between cars, you sort of me and and Dale and that have got used to um, having to you know sort of just keep continuously watch different cars. Um, so that that shouldn't be too bad. But yeah, it's I mean we're all human, and and yeah, like you said, you you got to throw down. You'll have to throw people will have to throw down a few decent laps in a row, but I'm just hoping that the whole jam session thing takes away that stress. And a lot of guys who who normally drive really well but don't perform under pressure, like when qualifying comes, um, they'll they'll they'll, they'll sort of shine through this time. Yeah, I also think it's going to be a lot more fun. I'm that's probably the most uh, the thing I'm looking forward to the most on Saturday. Even with the, the battle rounds there, I think the thrash sessions is going to be a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, you actually get out there, get in a couple of trains, that sort of thing, and, and have fun with mates, which is a bit more Matt Siri style than a normal comp. So, yeah, for sure. Looking forward to that. I also, in, in that as well, I like the fact that qualifying is becoming less and less important in this series. So, like, that's the biggest problem in my eyes with the traditional bracket style drifting is, your one lap or two laps of quality is so important because if you get knocked out in the top 16 or the top 32 or whatever, you're generally seeded from, you know, 17th to 32nd by your quality scores. Whereas, obviously, with um, with the way we do it now with the round-robin battles, that seeding is now done through the battle rounds. So it means that mm. the drivers that don't make it all the way through are then still graded from, you know, fifth down to last by actual battle scores not that one lap of quality that they did on saturday morning you know so it's um it's good to see that quality itself and that one or two lap of really make it or break it has really started to step away from being the all-important factor when it comes to like championship points and stuff like that as well and also if you get a really bad in those like old school style um 32 um car events Mm. you have a bad qualifying run suddenly you're against the top five driver, your likelihood of making it through is not exactly very high. And then you get one battle for the mm-hmm. event mm-hmm. and you get no battle practice. So you don't get a chance to get any better. Yeah. All right. Well, I've uh, put up on our screen, my very badly drawn on my phone um, <laughs> layout. It's not actually 
the uh, the practice layout. I've edited it to make it the proper layout and the finish in the proper spot. But uh, that's going to be the layout that we're going to be running for this event. I'm fairly sure. Uh, a few people have been asking what layout, so there you go. Uh, not quite exclusive for you. <laughs> so, somewhat um, exclusive. <laughs> Subject to change exclusive. <laughs> yep. It was already out there, but we're going to put it in front of everyone's face. Mm. Kind of exclusive. Um, so yeah, we've got that layout. It's going to be the same layout as round two, I think it was. Um, and uh, it's, it's one of the more common layouts that we've run, but it is a good one for getting nice and close. I think there's only, there's not much of the course that isn't second gear. Once you, you get through the first fast entry, most of it goes back to second gear. So uh, yeah, it's not as much of a high speed course like probably last round was. Yeah, last round yeah. was definitely like third year on the bowl, like big commitment. Whereas this is go fast, chuck it in, slow down. And I'm going to assume that we're not going to run an outside zone through turn one. If um, if the V8s are going to be on the main track after last time we ran this layout and had an outside zone through turn one and got told that you should probably not have an outside zone in turn one because we were throwing dirt over the main track or the dust was going over the main track. Um, there was some motorbikes racing that day. So, uh, yeah, that's probably going to be a little bit tame in terms of um, that entry into, uh, into turn one. I have also heard maybe a water truck or something like that to try and keep dust down out there, which would probably help a fair oh, bit. Oh, definitely. But yeah, we'll see what kind of uh, layout we get into turn one. And it's probably not going to be so much dependent on what we actually want to run compared to what we actually have to run. But that's the way it goes if people can't keep it on the track. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, so I think with this one, I know for myself, after... Last round, I probably took a put a bit more um, more slidiness into the car, took a bit of grip out of it to make sure that I could get around the bowl. I think this time for myself, I'm going to put a bit more grip into it because you've got that fast entry, so you've got momentum on your side, and then you sort of slow down to second gear. So I know for myself, and it'll probably be the same for a lot of L2 cars out there, you can probably put a bit more of that grip in there and help you around and keep up with everyone in the tighter stuff and not have to sac sacrifice as much on the uh, the faster sections? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because like you said, it's a, it is a hard one. I've never, I actually have driven this layout once, but um, it's a it's a mix between um, that getting the grip on the on the high speed entry and then and then running the, I don't know what you call that bit, the bowl, I guess. It's not really a bowl, but that outside line. Yeah. Um, but I remember driving it, and it was like a big throw in, and then it was just like foot planted, and you sort of just watching for that inside of, um, like inside of the second part of the corner sort of thing. Um, yeah, where it gets tight. Yeah, a lot of guys. I think a lot of guys had loose, reasonably loose setups at round two or whatever it was, <clears throat> and were and that was the whole reason they were running sort of wide because they were throwing it in so hard, hard, and then they were just sort of Bloody. washing out. Just, yeah, like the mm. cars had no side by and that. And it was a couple of guys who, um, I don't know whether they didn't want to change their setup or that, but there was a couple that just kept doing it. It's like, obviously something's not necessarily wrong, but you got to sort of change either your style or your setup if you continuously are doing the same thing and going off track. Um, you got to change your style, your entry, your car setup, whatever it is. Um, so this time, 
Um, guys really got to play around with it a bit more, I guess. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, do you set it up for the grippiness of that first big entry and around that bowl bit? But then you want it a little bit looser through the, the S section bit, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard one. It is a bit of a difficult setup, like layout. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to be, yeah, making it making it a bit grippier because I know that last round through that like last horseshoe on this layout, I was losing guys. Yeah. Trying to keep on their door. Yeah. So I know they're going to have to make the car a bit faster in that section because this track is sort of predominantly that speed. Yeah. So I know that's what I'll be doing. I think even last time we had like the mid entry point, I still found myself at the sort of end of the open part where it starts to tighten up. I found myself going wider so I could try and open up the tighter part of that corner yep. and not have so much issues where you're flying into with lots of speed and having to slow down a lot to actually make it around yep. the corner yep. and trying to yeah, basically use the apex race car sort of line of going wide inside and then wide again. Yep. So that might be something because I know when I started the day, I wasn't doing that and I kept washing off and having all sorts of issues. So that might be one way around it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess uh, I guess we'll see. But the big thing, obviously, is going to be guys keeping it on the track because, like, at round two, that was just a – I think it was, like, a state series motorcycle event or something. And, obviously, motorbikes and dust on the um, – like, motorcycles and dust on the tracks are a lot worse than other vehicles, like the V8s on the racetrack. But, still, it's a pretty big event. And if guys are throwing dust, then, yeah, it's going to get stuff no, changed really quick. Yeah. I'm not – 100% sure what Stewie's plan is with running an outside um, zone in that area. It'd be good too because, like you said, Tate, it sort of top, that corner really tightens up towards the end and you sort of got those two like inner apexes before the switch back mm. to the left. And if you're running really mid-track there, you'll just then cut the inside of that, um, that apex. So it is a hard one. I think it's going to be everyone and we'll probably reiterate this at driver's briefing, is guys just really focusing on um, driving really well at this event, um, which they all can. They can all drive really professionally, if you know what I mean. It's just like, yeah, yeah we're going to change the qualifying to a thrash session, but it's also going to be like thrash, but like use your brain sort of thing because right next door is going to be a massive event and, and I'm saying this now, and I will say it at the briefing, is the guys have just really got to, yeah, be professional this round. Is pretty much what. Yeah. Mind you, I watched the V8 Supercars today. I don't know if they'll notice if there's that much dirt on the track from us, because it'll just mix in with all the dirt that they've <laughs> <laughs> thrown on out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, the, the road bike thing a couple of months ago was, dude, bikes are, the guys on the bikes are, are really, obviously, nervous at doing the stuff they do, and... And anything that affects yeah. their sort of... I mean, it's like us when you get a patchy track. It's always sketchy. They get a, a, a few corners with a heap of dust on it on a road bike. It's 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 yeah. not good. So. Well, they're always on the limit as well. Like, you That's know, right. something small, minute changes, they're, they're off the bike. And it's That's not like right. when you spin a drift car or a race car where you're, oh, I spun around and oh, I'll just... 100%, yeah. I'll so. either be stuck in a gravel trap or I'm, or I'm on my way. It's like if you drop a bike, you're either going for a slide or you're getting high sided and flung into the air like you're on the bloody ball at the uh, at the wool shed. So <laughs> pulling a Marquez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, the layer is um, is a lot of guys have already driven it. There's obviously some new guys that wouldn't have driven it. Um, 
but it is a it is a fun layout and you can hock some speed down that straight and it's, and, it's deceptively technical as well especially that first section yeah. yeah and that's what i mean if, if guys are struggling through through the morning um I've, once again i've said it before i'll say it again upstairs is open get a spotter to come up and talk to us Get your mum to freaking come up and talk to us. Like, I don't care. Just get someone up there and don't whinge when you don't perform how you're meant to or should have or you thought you should have because you, you just, your mate that was standing on the wall said you were doing really good, bros. Like, you know, you're sick. Get someone to come up and talk to us. Like, whether it's your girlfriend, your son, your, I don't care. Just get someone to come up there. Watch from where the judges watch. During practice, this is before qualifying. Like, your first couple laps out on the freaking track. Get it set in stone early. Get someone up there to watch and um, and go from there. Because every round, man, there's like two people that can get someone to come up and and talk to us. And the doors open. Like once competition time comes around, the doors closed. But practice and and all that, the doors open, and you can come up and watch. And and well, that's how I like to think we are. That we're open. That um, nothing's getting hidden. And um, if you're not driving. Um, or you think you're driving really well, get someone to come up and watch. And if you're driving really well, we'll obviously reiterate that to your spotter. If you're not doing the line properly or whatever, it'll get passed on. So, yeah. I hear that, drivers. You got Jack fired up. Yeah. Go send, send someone up to the tower. Last round, a few people said something to me after the competition. And, oh, why did I do, like, crap in qualifying? Well, did you get anyone to come up during practice and 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 watch from up there and then, you know, pass that information on you. Oh, well, no, nah, I don't have anyone. I'm like, dude, I've seen you, your mum's out here. Oh, yeah, get her to come up for five minutes. The door's open. Or even the drivers can come Drive up themselves. afterwards, I'm sure. Yeah, and well, I'm not going to remember what happens like a day and a half later, to be honest with you. Like, we watched that many <laughs> freaking laps, man. It has to happen there and then. I used to take notes, man, but I don't take notes anymore because, once again, like, people would just be like, oh, where did I go wrong? Oh, I got this note down. Well, and then they don't, like, they don't, you know, progress on it the next event. They don't send someone up to watch, so I'd, I haven't taken notes for a few events now. But um, I might again, I will again this this round. Um, but once again, during <laughs> during jam session, trying to write notes and watch, <laughs> going to be so. I'll take as many notes as I can for people. But unless you specifically ask me to take notes for you, or have someone up there at the time, yeah, I'm saying it now. Yeah, say the briefing. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's fired up. Send up your spotters, sons. Yeah. Because I don't want to hear it afterwards, put it that way. Jack's got his dad voice on. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I sunk my full drive today and I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm taking it out on uh, on the drivers early. But no, um, I'm just saying, yeah, the door's open and, um, yeah, and, and seriously, get someone to do it, man. Like, I don't care who it is. Just someone that can reiterate it to the driver. Like, not obviously straight away, but like within that five minutes, you've done your a heap of laps. Come in, and and um, and I just want to see everyone progress and everyone do well, which makes it harder for me in in theory. But um, I really want to see everyone and everyone do well and have the the means and the tools to be able to do that. For me, is opening the judging tower to those people. So that's how I'm helping everyone progress. Use it. That's that's my tool I'm giving you. <laughs> All right, so the next thing I got on my little list here is um, I've got, uh, I reckon from what I saw on the 
area that you go to sign up as a spectator or pay for your ticket as a spectator, there seems to be a bit of a schedule on there. Um, and it seems to have L1 battles first round and second round Saturday night, which will be, I would think, at least somewhat under lights. Yeah, what's, so that might be a little different. Sometimes the sun goes down at the moment, six six o'clock or so. I haven't even something like that. Yeah, yeah. Even... Daylight saving started. Not till next month. Ah, oh, then we're good. It'll be night time. Yeah. Turn the lights on. Turn them on. It's all right, good. So it's not there, so we can't whinge. It costs two grand to turn the lights on. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> yeah. So we got to, we're going to have the battles under lights, but it's going to be interesting because a, a lot of dudes probably haven't driven under lights out there, and. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot taking away the light or taking away the sunlight and putting um, the light towers on, but uh, it does actually make a fair bit of difference as a driver being able to spot your apexes, spot your the lines that you want to take. So that'll be interesting to see how people adapt to that. Just do a couple of pracky laps, but like squinting real hard. So like you're looking <laughs> through your eyelashes and it'll be kind of dark. <laughs> but like me, me and... Or Sunny's yeah, on. Yeah, Jack and I drove the um, Saturday night practice session last round. And coming through the bowl, because all the lights are on the on the building, really, and then you got the one on the um, on the inside through like the last turn. But when you came through that bowl, and all you could see was that big light looking at you and dust, and like it got really bad at some point, so you literally couldn't see like twenty, thirty feet in front of you. But uh, I don't think it'll be as bad going the other way because you're going to have the light at your back. Obviously, coming through um, that second tight apex, you'll, you'll get a bit of that. But it's not like we're, we're coming through the bowl and it's it's blinding. So, But it is a to- it's totally chalk and cheese when it comes to what a track looks like during the day when you have sunlight and all this light around you to nighttime where you've got your two crappy headlights because you've got a drift car. So they're either LEDs that are pointing like there or you've got stock bloody 45-watt bloody sealed beam 180 SX headlights. So, like, either way, you can't see. Or you got 180, the 180 ones that go like this when you go over bumps. Ah, yes. So the light's always moving and going left it's and right. It's a party. <laughs> party lights. Yes. And then, yeah, you got some dickhead in a, um, in a VYU with strobes in front of you, and you're just like, oh, God, I can't see. <laughs> nah, that was cool. I like that. I was going to do it for mine, but I was jealous. I couldn't find any. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're doing, by the sounds of it, we're doing the couple of battle rounds on Saturday mm. just to get the the people that are done for the day at the V8 Supercars to maybe head over, pay a spect- spectator entry, and come watch us do our thing. So we wanted to make sure we put on, I'd imagine, we wanted to make sure we put on a good show for, for those guys and um, have something decent for them to watch under lights. So... Yeah, it's going to be a bit different. It's going to be a bit more L1 focused on Saturday and probably a bit more L2 focused on Sunday. Yeah, it's it's good because it's one of the things that where, where happens when you take the four hour, not four hours, but like the long time that Quali took and you're going to condense it down into a little jam session. It opens up some stuff to do later on in the night that isn't like, you know, because usually Saturday, the end of the day is Quali, that's the highlight, rah, 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 move on to battles the next day. But now we can get some battles in that night it also means that we should be able to get stuff done a little bit earlier on Sunday as well and um, make life a little bit easier than trying to cram, you know, 
however many hundred battles in in one day, you can spread those out a little bit. And like, you know, if you have a car issue on your first battle, you've got, you know, 16 hours to fix it now instead of two. So that helps. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is I've, I've sort of noticed, not the like hardcore drift group and spectators, but sort of the casual spectators, they don't ever see the final battles mm. because it's five o'clock at night. Everyone wants to be home getting mm. dinner ready. Mm. So if we have that finishing at, you know, 2.30, 3 o'clock or something, people will still be hanging around. They'll see the best battles of the day. They'll hear you yelling at your loudest. Um, I'll see Miller battling uh, someone and probably winning. <laughs> yeah, well, if history dictates anything. So, uh, yeah, no, I think it's a, a better time of the day to have things just because, yeah, on a Sunday, no one wants to be still at the track at 5 yeah, o'clock yeah. if you're only spectating. So I think that's a good change, and we'll see if it sticks around after the V8s uh, depart. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a good one to try anyway. Yeah, definitely. So um, the other thing is obviously two-day event. It means Team Drift's back as well. So pretty excited about that. I do enjoy watching Team Drift. Even though last round's team drift was maybe a little bit rusty, some people hadn't been doing some team drift in a while, and the the Scots living up to their name was pretty good as well. That was the highlight of it. That was the best lap of team drift ever, <laughs> one and done. I had I had to explain to Naomi that the other day. I'm like, oh, the Scots crash, and I'm like, oh, is that because Scott's in there and he's got tires? I'm like, no, no, there's more to this than that. <laughs> All of the Scots. Together, yeah, um, but yeah, Team Drift is uh, obviously going to be back now. Um, I'd like to be a part of it this round rather than crashing out before it and then leaving my teammates high and dry. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one too. I think the thrash sessions might be a good uh, warm up for people. Yeah, for sure. So to... I think hopefully, because I think you got to pre-register for your Team Drift stuff, don't you? Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's known. Um, Apparently not because you named all the teams last Yeah, time. true. But like it's probably a good idea that like, you know, you can get your teammates in the same jam session as well. There's no point trying to practice for team drift if you have a completely different different jam group, so True, you might be onto something there. Maybe. Get your team all in the same thrash session, you get some extra practice in. We'll figure something out with that. Yeah, well, we, you probably should put up a post asking for people's teams so you can have oh, proper yeah, names this time. Probably, oh, but I like making them. They're good names. I thought they were good names anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they probably were better than names that people came up mm. with. But So, we got yeah, Team Drift back. Um, I know there's a few dudes doing Ride With A Pro this round. Um, so, they're going to be able to take... I'm not sure what the price is at... 90 or $100 oh, love, this uh, round to do Ride With The Pro? No idea, but... I'm not sure, yeah. I think, I think you can pre-register. You can pre-buy it, right? Yeah. Pre-buy. Well, you can buy... You have to pre-buy all the tickets, I'm pretty sure. Because right. of COVID, you've got to put down all your all right. phone numbers and contact details and where you are and what you're doing. Yeah, and so that's actually that sort of jazz. a good point, Tate, is you should pre-buy your tickets if you want to come watch Drifting this weekend. Jump mm. on the um, on the Drifting SA website and grab your ticket, like, online. You can get it at the gate. I don't think we're going to sell out, hopefully. Well, you know, hopefully we do sell out. But um, but if you rock up to the gate and you don't have a ticket, you're going to have to get pushed to the side and you have to get on your phone and buy it anyway. So you may as well do it before you get to the track. That way you can just go, 
here's my ticket on my phone or my email or whatever it is, and then you can just go straight through instead of holding up the line of everybody else that didn't buy their tickets before they got there. Yeah, the ticket booth people aren't going to be uh, letting you just chill out in your car and, and sign up. They're going to make you go back to the back of the line and um, start a fight. Oh, that's so. rough. Yeah, so definitely, definitely pre way your ticket. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming this. I'm, I'm just no, we should definitely go, but... put that as a thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. buy a ticket, go, go to the back of the line, try again. Start again. Yeah, so uh, you're yeah, going to have rides for the pros. They're going to have a, a bunch of drivers that throughout the whole weekend, I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing, um, yeah, all you pay is you, you pay your 90 bucks. And I think, I'm not sure if it's 90 bucks, don't quote me on it. Um, but you pay an amount of money and you get uh, three laps or more if you pay more, I think. And, uh, yeah, you go out with a, a good driver, go out, get some laps in. Hopefully you get uh, a chase lap and a lead lap. Um, can't always be guaranteed. But, yeah, get to go out in the car, experience drifting if you've never, you know, been out there before or you've thought about getting into it but uh, haven't got a car or haven't quite got that far. So that's a good chance for people to, uh, yeah, see what it's like from the driver's seat or passenger seat in this case. Yeah, it's, it's a completely different experience to just watching drifting. So if you've never gone for a ride before, it's it's definitely worth the coin to uh, to jump in, get strapped into a car, and get um, hurdled around the track, especially on this layout as well, because you've got that big entry into Turn 1. So uh, Straight on the passenger side. Yeah, straight. You, you're going to have a wall being thrown at your door as you enter, so it's going to be uh, pretty exciting. So, um, and yeah, pretty sure last round... Um, by by, I think the second session they were doing passenger rides. They were just running trains the whole time. So you'll either be at the front or in the middle, or in the back, somewhere around there. But um, definitely, if you've if you've watched drifting and you've just sat on the outside and and never been in a car, uh, it's definitely an experience that you want to have. And you'll understand why we chuck buckets of money. So much money. <laughs> so much money, and our cars all look clear. like crap. <laughs> <laughs> we still spend so much money. And we still have a smile even when we do yes. crash. Yeah. So we've got uh, current points. I don't have current points because um, um, I asked Ozzy for them about 15 minutes ago. So if you want to see them. the current points, go back to the last episode of The Outside Line where we talked about the points after round four. <laughs> and then you can see the current points. All I know is... Uh, drop round or not, Miller has wrapped up the championship, so um, he's on a victory lap for this round. And um, there's like five people that all have a chance to get on the podium still. So uh, it's a podium battle, and Miller's just going to go out there and have a parade lap. So good on him. I believe from memory it's between Aussie and it's between Troy. Yeah, Aussie, Troy, and Green Hill on an outside, I think, maybe. I don't. I don't know if Greenhill might have lost a few points yeah, last round. He, he didn't. Don't think he made it into the top yeah, he didn't eight. Didn't do too well last round. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I suspect it's. But I think both of them only got. Uh, Troy and Aussie only got into the top eight. I don't think they got into the top four. Yeah. So I think. I think the the podium is definitely still between those three, and then you've got yourself and Roger as well that are pretty close just behind them. yeah and also jake sort of oh yeah jake only done two drop, rounds on the drop round jake's gonna shoot right up there um maybe not to a podium but he's he's gonna be fairly um he's well if he rocks up and, and does as well as he did last round he should um shoot pretty pretty solidly up that ladder yeah so i've also noticed on um 
on the listing for drivers that uh, I actually asked Aussie for the listing of drivers a while back and he got it to me and I only asked for the championship points like five minutes ago because that's how prepared we are. But uh, I've noticed that we've got a couple of people sort of coming back. We've got uh, Dean Newcomb seems to be on that list. Yeah, so Dean's from what I can see. not doing Ride with the Pro this round because he did Ride with the Pro last round. Um, yeah. But he's going to compete this round. Uh, I see Luke's back as well. Old, old Chaz. Yep. Nah, Chaz, Chaz is back behind uh, the... Behind I, I the really list. enjoyed you two signing each other. Uh, writing each other's bio things that I asked for in, in the driver's group. That was really good. Yeah, we're bored. I didn't want to write one out, and he didn't want to write one out. I'm like, all right, we have to do this. How can we make this a little bit more fun? So we both basically just shit-talked each other. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, was... I enjoyed that one. That was good to good to read. Um, I did see a few, other, a few other names coming back as well. So Pryor's back because, well, Dean and Dan can't do anything. Yeah, they're... Yeah. Without each other, because they're basically married. Yeah, they just so, need to hold, hold um, each other's hands through through all the things that they do. But it's good yeah, because yeah, they, when they're together, they do really good things. Yeah, that's why they're always so close to each other. They're wanting to hold each other's hand <laughs> through the windows. Um, and we also got uh, Jared Klingberg seems to be uh, on that list too. Yes. So he's coming back with a is a two J Corolla. Uh, it's either two J or one point five J. So that used to be SR twenty. It used to be SR twenty two. And then it did an explodey boy, um, as as SRs tend to do, and he's put a put a J in that, and um, he's gone and taken it to Malala a couple of times and um, done a couple of shakedowns, and that car was always quick, but that thing is with a J in it is absolutely mental. That's pretty much one of the cars that you're going to see pumping out as much smoke as Adam Wood. Uh, that thing absolutely roasts the tires, and it is fast, like it weighs nothing. So. And all on 16s. I think he's on 15s, actually. I think he's on rotors. It's small tyre, yeah. one way or the other. It's a small yeah, tyre. Yeah. I saw it once with the 17s on it. Nah, he, yeah, he was building an 8.6 at one point with 17s on it. I was like, oh, no, that's bad. That's bad. Ugh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a few guys coming out. Yeah. Um, so now we're up to predictions. We've worked our way down to the bottom <laughs> of the list. So what do we reckon what's going to happen with... Sounds like you, uh, Ben, reckon that Miller's going to be back on top from your prediction before. Yeah, yeah, come on. He's if he if he doesn't like win to, today or this weekend, it's it's going to be real sad. Like you go five from five, like, it's that's something. That's a story. If you win four out of five and then like have I don't know like a fourth or something, everyone's like, eh, whatever. He's <laughs> <laughs> you only won pretty yeah, much everything yeah, yeah. this year, but you didn't yeah, win the last one, so eh. domination. So. Um... Yeah, I, I don't think his uh, his crew chief will be happy with without a win. Um, but it's going to be interesting. There's obviously um, seeing Newcomb and Pryor coming back. Um, both of those guys can steer pretty much anybody in the top ten. Like in general, like we've got ten, fifteen drivers at all, or well, twenty drivers that all on their on their day can can take it out. So uh, it is quite a hard to predict. But like uh, I'm going with Miller just for the for the story. <laughs> Unless you take him what out. car do you reckon he's going to bring? Oh, look, so that's the thing. If I said him, I wanted him to bring the S13, but he painted it silver. So if he brings the S13 and he comes second, it's because he painted it silver. You don't think it's that he brought the S13? No, the S13. The car, the color is yeah, the difference. Yeah, he, well, I think he he won it, one of the Malala rounds in the S13. I don't know if it was from this season or last season, but like. Oh yeah, but it was black. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't silver, so. 
<clears throat> yeah, so Jack, you got any predictions? Nah, like I said, um, to be honest with you, man, I'm, I'm happy to see anyone anyone do well and all of them do well. But like, like Ben said, it'll be, it'll be really cool to see Miller take out five from five. Um, but in saying that, I don't know, man, anything can happen on the day. Um, few, Like I said, a few good good drivers coming back in to, to compete. Um, and no, we'll just have to see what happens, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, and rain. We're getting rain, right? Are can we? we have rain? Are we? Well, I don't know. We meant, to get, we meant to get rain this weekend. We didn't get any. Um, oh, I got like three a hours lot for a small amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think... I think Caitlin said it was meant to be 19 or something next weekend. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, rain will be interesting, I'll tell you that. But rain, I don't yeah, know. Maybe I'd like boring. rain. Maybe, maybe for everyone else, it makes my <laughs> weekend it? a lot more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it is um, a great equaliser. Um, it is, yeah, it is, 100%. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. What do you reckon, Tate? You going to take it out, mate? Oh, yeah, totally. Well, that's, that's what my bio <laughs> predicted, so... <laughs> So, I, I don't want to go against that. But, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of good drivers out there. So, uh, and I think, I mean, Miller's always been pretty consistent. And obviously, Jake's pretty consistent whenever he comes out. But there's a fair few other guys that it's a bit of a roll of the dice. Mm. Like, there's lots of good drivers. So, you can see, like, Troy's been killing it. But last round, he didn't make it into the top four. You got Aussie who sort of did the same thing. Greenhill who didn't even make the top eight, I don't think. I don't think so. So uh, yeah, it doesn't take too much. It takes two bad runs in your in your battles, and uh, your weekend's going to be not nearly looking as good as uh, you'd probably like it to be. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of cars out there, and a lot of things can happen, particularly with the uh, the Saturday runs at night. So should be good. So. Uh, in short, I think we'll probably wrap that up there. If you guys haven't got anything else to cover off on, buy your tickets nice online. Buy your tickets online. Spot. Somebody go speak to Jack. Yep. Spotters in the tower. Buy your tickets online. Thrash hard. Put on a show. Ride with the pro. Ride with the pro. Don't don't send your spotter to the commentary box. I'll just tell them that you shit. That's that's all they're gonna hear from me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nah, it's gonna be good. Be there, be square. All around, you know, we don't want to mm. try and push anyone through any kind of hole. Um, I'm a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've always known you're a kind of triangle, Ben. Perfect. You've always been a triangle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you guys in a, in a week or so then. Very Too good. easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.